You're listening to DraftKings Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Justin Prieber said, also much love to y'all for coming to the Sons of Ben tailgate to say what's up. Glad to finally meet up and chat with Alexis. That's right. You had uh-huh. me met. We should have never gone. <laughs> it was a big mistake. Maybe that altered the, uh, <laughs> the shift of the energy in, in, in a way in which impacted us negatively. <laughs> It's the Cooligans, stupid. Even on the pitch, I think there is, I think after this, that, that game, we saw a, a healthy respect between NYCFC and Philadelphia Union. There, you know, I thought it was going to be an absolute scrap, and it kind of was to some degree. But Yeah, it was, nobody wanted to lose. I didn't know that anybody wanted to win. Right. You know, watching that first half, <laughs> that first I was half. like, the hell's going on? Right. Uh, so, we, well, We'll talk about the game, uh, obviously, the, the Western Conference uh, final, the Eastern Conference final, and we'll look uh, towards uh, uh, MLS Cup final. Uh, we're excited about today's show because we probably should have put this in the in the title, mm. but we have we have two uh, awesome guests joining us in a little bit. We oh, have, yeah, we probably should have uh, <laughs> told people that was happening. <laughs> we'll update it later. The yeah. athle- of, of the Athletic, Paul Tenorio and Stamp State School uh, will be joining us uh, to talk about their new uh, uh, you know World Cup podcast from it's like from kuva to qatar right uh, to talk about that journey about it's missing. like a serialized podcast that's dude. right you know okay it's not just two free adnan yeah right? <laughs> it's not two knuckleheads just yucking it up so they the, actually wrote stuff down and pre pre-recorded interviews and made into like a little like a little production right so we're gonna uh, they're gonna be joining us in a little bit so if you have any questions for them uh get them get them ready uh in the chat mike thomas said guests coming in and tripping over the chair leave that chair alone okay you better watch yourself in our space bro okay it's all set up with booby traps uh-huh. we got you we'll, we'll put you in one of those nets like a cartoon so uh they're gonna be joining us in uh, a little bit they'll be calling in and um uh Look so us do and call in. <laughs> okay. I, I love the, Alexis uses us as, as if he did any of the technical work to uh, make sure that I got a text <laughs> and then I put us in a group chat. So as far as I'm concerned, yeah, dude, he's a liaison. Without me, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so uh, so we're excited about that. So as always, welcome. Easy cooligans, buddy. Shout out to the, the Lebetard Familia. Uh, That's right. Uh, joining us as always. Just everyone in Miami, bro. Yo, we got to get we got to get down there, bro. bro we got to swing by. We shouldn't even tell them we're coming. <laughs> okay. Da, da, da. Llegamos, coño. Abre la puerta. Okay. So, um, the, uh, yeah, let's uh, begin. Obviously, shouts to U.S. Uh, focusing on all things American soccer today. 
And uh, we had a, we, we, we mentioned it briefly. <laughs> Justin Rubik said Alexis is going to be adding talent coordinator to his CV. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's, 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 a business card is going to be on right. an eight and a half by 11 p- piece of paper. I had a lot of bullet points. I mean, you know, for many years, <laughs> <Right>. as instructed, <laughs> I advanced the position forward <laughs> circumference. <laughs> wow. This, guy, this guy's intelligent. <laughs> like, I've never seen the word circumference <laughs> on a resume. <laughs> Without any pretext or post that. <laughs> so um the where where was I? Playoffs. Oh yeah. So playoffs. You're talking about playoffs. <laughs> the uh yeah, we had a a wild weekend in DC and in Philly. Let's start um, We had a good time. Uh let's talk what do you want to talk about? DC or Philly first? Let's start with in order, right? So DC, we went to the NWSL championship. We went to the final. It was uh I was really impressed. I said this to a couple people out there. But I remember years prior, what, 2019, we went to the uh, NWSL championship. Right. Uh, and I text Meg Linehan. I'm like, hey, we got the press passes. Oddly enough, they didn't send a list of events. Mm-hmm. Right. Crazy. MLS, when you go to MLS Cup or MLS All-Star, they send you a list of events. And they mm-hmm. said, here's some things you might want to do. Right? No itinerary. Just, yeah, there was nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I text her. I'm like, maybe we just didn't get it. Do you have it? And she wrote events and i said you know the fanfare around the final game and she goes no it's just a game mm. and i said well that can't be true you know there's got to be stuff around the game and she's like nah just the game so we were like well we like, can't barely considering turning the lights on at the stadium uh, no, they're like well play during the day so we don't have to put these things on we try to save uh, <laughs> so you and i were like well we can't let that happen there's a lot of people coming from two major cities right it's in a neutral stadium so you've got a lot of people traveling who probably don't know where to go or things to it, do. it was in a neutral stadium but the the courage happened to be hosting yes but so, you know what i mean the yeah, people yeah. from chicago also there's fans of just the league that are of course, be coming of course. there's also a ton of uh you know uh reporters and things like that that are just going to be in town journalists personalities like us too just people, you know, good smiles, know how to talk on microphones that are going to be around, know nothing to do. So that's not fair. So we got together with Yael. Um, what's my guy's name from Equalizer? Jeff Kasuf. Kasuf. We got together with uh, Meg, a couple other people. We started sending some text around. We found a bar. We said, hey, definitely not going to be open bar. You got to come out here and pay for your own drinks. But let's just do a little event. And it was a wonderful event. This year... Dude, the whole list nah, of events. It was they had they had uh, invite only events, <laughs> and we weren't even invited. That's how you know the league has leveled up. Good when you when you're disrespecting us. Yeah, you've made it. You kind of made it. <laughs> you know when you're like, oh, those two guys who helped set up an event when we wouldn't. Nah, let's not invite them. Not, I, by the way, I literally was just scratching my face. I did it with this finger. And Bro, it these guys p- picking his nose is <laughs> disgusting. No, it looked like I was giving the middle finger, and I wasn't trying to. <laughs> Bro. Why would we even have them at the event? Well, those guys who set up an event. Right, nah, right. let's not have them at the event. But honestly, it was great to see. And the fan fest outside was absolutely it was, incredible. Yeah, it was dope. Audi Field uh, definitely did it right. And then the Michelle did, you know, there was, I mean, there were thousands of people outside there were a lot of it was packed uh, there was packed there were a lot of uh there was a lot of players in nwsl they had like an autograph row where uh uh you know fans could meet uh some uh, of their Ashley favorite players uh who was the goalkeeper i can't remember who was campbell that's right sabrina flores yeah oh Every, my god i mean uh we had uh we're, we spoke to simone charlie to mm-hmm. brianna pinto uh um dami 
Tommy uh, Richardson. Tommy Richardson, everybody. Right. I mean, the the who's who. Jamia. Uh, Jamia Field. The who's who of NWSL. And and the fact that, you know, I think, you know, with a lot of leagues, this happened, you know, this still sort of happens in MLS where the, the league is, is in its infancy still. Right. And NWSL is very much that. And the players are accessible. And the fact that fans could just be walking around and see their favorite players. We saw, like, little little boys, little girls, like, losing their minds uh, seeing some of the players. That's just... It's weird. It's like the seeing your teacher at the supermarket because they're just kind of wearing regular <laughs> clothes. And they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. There was also like the, um, you know, some of the players that we've had on the show we've never met in person. I, all, a lot of the stuff has been happening throughout the Jamea pandemic. Fields. Jamea was like... She's been on our show. She was also on the Complex, complex show. Barely. She was like... Oh, okay, I know you guys. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I've seen you on my TV. She's like, Christian, you're so much taller. And Alexis, you're so... Alexis! <laughs> okay, you know, a, a compliment, I'm sure, was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, is she going to Gilberto Silva right now? <laughs> so um, uh, so that, it, it was dope. I, look, the, the only issue I thought of, of, of the whole kind of experience was... That the current completely got dominated. I mean, there wasn't really much. Uh, I wish the current would have showed up. That was <laughs> it. Was it? It was a shame. The uh, first goal was a mistake by their uh, goalkeeper, which was which not, which, not the goalkeeper, not the, goalkeeper the, 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 center the center back. Yeah, which was a shame. Uh, you know. You seem to think she was going for the ball. I seem to think she just tripped up before getting to the ball. No, she and left it so basically I mean, sitting there. Uh, no, she she went for it. She missed. She might went to clear. I, I you know I, I I really don't thought think she. So. I, I, I think watched it, the replay. I think twice. it was early in the game, and I think the nerves kind of got her and and made a mistake. It happens. Uh, so but Sophia Smith ended it with an iconic now bro. goal celebration. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, we and we saw her after the game, and she, yeah, everybody was. Just, it was just like a we were on the field as a, as the Thorns were celebrating, and it was like a very, um, you know, I, we mentioned this uh, last week, but like the, it was an emotional thing, especially for the Thorns, for them to very win, much so. uh, especially with everything going on in NWSL. Props to NWSL for doing. Not shying away from the sort of controversy of this no, year. Yeah, that's right. There was a moment where there was there was that sort of production area, uh, like the people were seating in, in the fan fest where they were uh, they had the production set up. Right, right, right. And at one point, we were just looking at the board because we couldn't really hear them because we were a little bit far away. And they're talking about um, everything that's been going on, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh wow. The the commissioner did it as well. Spoke to uh, Kate Abdo, and during the broadcast, spoke about it. So. They're like confronting it, and and uh, you know I think that's the proper way to to handle it, and 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 props to them for you know and the commissioner as well for just uh, being upfront about it and and talking about what the future of the league is going to look like. So the yeah, so there was obviously a the lot- game was exciting. People were freaking out when they saw us, but can I tell you the most exciting moment? <laughs> Kate Abdo knows who we are. Kate Abdo was I I I thought we were going to like. Can I'm, I say this? Hold on. Wildly familiar with who we are. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think that's oh, no, excessive. No, no, yeah. no. no, no. <laughs> it's not excessive. It's exactly right. Knows what we've been up to the last few weeks. Sure. Which is so. I th- I had met Kate Abdo at the 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 Fox um, send off, the World Cup yes. send off in 2018. Right. Didn't assume she would remember. She did remember me from meeting her there. Crazy. And then, uh, but then she Hold was on. like, "Okay, all right. say it again." <laughs> Okay, Kate Abdo remembered meeting me in 2018. Okay, there we go, bro. but then wildly familiar. So I, bro. I so I didn't think it mu- uh, much of that. I was I, I was like, oh wow, I can't believe she remembered. She was like, oh yeah, the Fox thing. And then when then she was like, oh, you guys were on uh, the, the Premier League uh, I, fan fest. I show. walked over. I go, Kate, hate to interrupt. My name is Alexis. 
Christian is over there. You were talking to somebody else making your way over. I go, we're comedians who run a show. And she goes, right, the Cooligans. And I was like, <laughs> part of me was like, did I say that? Bro. Did I dream she just said that? Or did she actually say that? And she's like, no, of course. She goes, you come over. At that point, you now are like, hey, nice. And she goes, hey, great to see you. You had the conversation of we met once before. She remembered. And she goes, yeah, you guys have been so busy these last few weeks. Bro. And I was like, damn, bro. You got, and in I, my head, I'm like. You got a calendar in your in phone? My, in my head, I'm like. <laughs> Who that knows us is controlling this animatronic kid Abdo? Because this can't be real. Okay. Where are the puppet strings? <laughs> no, show me you marionette. <laughs> this Westworld version of Kate Abdo. There's no and way. And then she goes, yeah, she goes, I saw the NBC thing. That was amazing for you guys. Bro. <laughs> All right. Wildly okay. familiar. This, I'm going to have to shut this button off. It's getting out of hand. I imagine pull another one out. <laughs> Wildly familiar, bro. Uh, so that was uh, very, very cool. So uh, <laughs> Mike Thomas put Kate Abdo, cool against fanatic. <laughs> bro, Billie Jean King was there? She, was, she was like five feet in front of us. She was getting stirred. <laughs> <laughs> she wow. hit the beat, DJ. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know Billie Jean King could Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Billy. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. First you whip, and then you nene. How did she know that? Damn, dog. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so it, it, again, it was cool to to see so many. Uh, you know, by the way, when Billie Jean came walked by. You clapped and I gave her a thumbs up. <laughs> we didn't I know. don't know how to honor Billie Jean What King? are the rules of Billie Jean King? <laughs> you just started clapping. And then uh, I gave I her a thumbs up. Literally saw her. I'm like, I need to I need to clap my yeah, hands. Yeah. This we is- need to award you somehow. <laughs> but we had to not come prepared. You've- By the way, we were on the sidelines. Yeah. So it was just us. Uh, the the young lady who does the TikTok thing, Logan, Logan, Logan. sports sports with logs. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> sports with Kenny Loggins. Uh, so she's she's there. Uh, Andrea Pilar is there. There's yeah. someone else, and then we're like, oh, that's Billie Jean King, yeah, it is. and she's like talking to some people, and then Billie Jean King walks over and kind of looks at us like. Almost like the queen does. You know what I mean? <laughs> when the queen walks by those royal people, I'm like, yes, uh, yeah, I right. am the queen. She expected us to you bow. Are, you are now witnessing me, Billie Jean Queen. <laughs> it's really what she should have been called, dude. So Billie Jean Kim walks by, and we didn't know what to do. So Andrea smiles. Uh, Logan smiles. You instinctually, <laughs> I just see your hands in my peripheral, like, yeah. and I'm like, I don't think clapping is right. So I'm gonna go with the job well done, <laughs> Billy Jean King. Thumbs up. Thank you for shaping society <laughs> to be better. Thumbs up for you. Hey, I approve. <laughs> well done, Billy. <laughs> Damn. Give her a noogie. Well done, Billy. Get out there, <laughs> well, Billy Jean Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh <laughs> bro, just remember so those are just uh, you <laughs> <laughs> those are just some of the highlights uh from the NWSL championship. Was, the highlights on the so on the you know from the from the game might look a little bit different than ours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh but we had uh, an incredible time. Uh we, Kate Abdo knows who we are. I mean it's we got just literally a dozen other stories uh that <laughs> it's pretty we're, wild. we're gonna be recording a no cap recap uh on Patreon if so every Everyone who's a member of Gully Squad, you're about to get that right yeah, in your app. That's right. A lot of fun uh, stories from there. So if you want the, some of the more of those behind the scenes, uh, feel free to join patreon.com slash soccer Okay. That's right. 
So now, again, yeah, and congrats uh, to to the Thorns. I, I want to make sure we uh, uh, we uh, point this out because we got tweeted this a bunch uh, as well. Shout out to uh, was Jordan Glenn Angle, I think, I believe, uh, just uh, tweeted at us. But we were going to talk about this anyway. But these uh, are, are photos. Um, are they from? I, I don't know who is the original photographer. I'm going to assume it's the person who tweeted it, but I do not know. Uh, Meredith Cash, but. Check this out. This is a great... Remember, Olivia Moultrie, Moultrie, who sued the league to get in as a 15-year-old. Right. She's now an NWSL champion. That's right. And she she came in uh, at the end of the game. Right. Uh, she, she I, I mean, this is an incredible story right. for uh, such a young player to be at at, at, at the level. Because we usually don't see it in women's soccer, very young players right. getting Are these... Are we not on the screen? Oh, 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 my bad, my bad. I'll put, I, I actually shut it off for a second. There you go. Hey, All right. we're back. <laughs> so... The, um, but the, Look, uh, she's 17 years old. Uh, the festivities is not one that she can necessarily partake in, but she is a champion. But right? so, so you see, so they allowed her to at least witness some of it. <laughs> and from the looks of it, that seems to have been a mistake. You see the green arrow. I think Meredith put these arrows here. Um, but these are great. You just see her kind of you know. wild, uncomfortable. <laughs> I remember being a kid at parties and, and yeah. watching my family drink and, and people get drunk. And I'm just like, all right, I don't know. Is this a good? Oh, I remember everyone <laughs> having a good time. My face didn't look like this at all. <laughs> I, I knew I couldn't participate. I know that, you know, right. there's there's only so much fun you can have. You also can't get hit with the beer shrapnel that is also around, right? That wouldn't be a good look on the photos. I mean, she looks, she's very clearly off to the side. This is my favorite. <laughs> Kelly Hubley is putting what I believe is Cuddy Sark. I okay. can't tell what kind of liquor this is. Pouring it. This must be just champagne, actually. Right. Uh, pouring champagne directly in the mouth <laughs> of another player. Uh, just behind her is someone who wants to leave and go home. Uh, <laughs> hey, bro, look at the green arrow. I, all she wants to do is play Nintendo Switch. <laughs> this girl, like, none of this is on TikTok. Why am I doing this? So it is a lot, but I, I did hear, yeah, she was uh, with her family. I, th- I believe her. Uh, Mike Thomas, but she was smuggling the Bud Heavies out of the stadium and drinking in the nearby woods. <laughs> wow. You Man, know what you did when you were a teenager, Mike? <laughs> so funny. Joseph Rubik said Bud Ice or Bust. Oh, God, Bud Ice. <laughs> so, uh, but no, uh, really uh, another uh, fun moment from the, from the NWSL Championship. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Let's let's move None on. None of those pictures of Billie Jean King doing the running man, bro. <laughs> Where are those? Uh, all right, let's afraid to put the arrow on that. <laughs> so, let's get to uh, Major League Soccer. Um, yeah, so we drove from uh, DC to Philly, right. right? Should we talk about the game that happened first? LA, Austin. LA, the yeah. LA game. Oh, happened. you mean I'm like, what? We didn't go to that. Yeah, right. we did. No, it was a much longer drive. Yeah. Uh, uh, Austin clearly must have put on a Kansas City current jerseys uh, because they were like, you know, I think we had a good enough season. We don't need right. to play. In this yeah, I game. mean, yeah, the, it's always a bummer when the you, you know you get to a highly anticipated uh, Western Conference final or whatever. Any really, really any playoff game, right? But, but you know, it's difficult to get there, and when a team just straight up barely competes in it. A real, real bummer. It's rough. Yeah, and look, the the there were a couple things in the Austin game. You know, there was a uh, Sebastian Ibiaga, uh, the, the homie. Um, but I think the penalty that got called back. Yeah, uh, or the the non call. Uh, yeah, the non. Well, they not. Yeah, they looked it at it. They looked they at it, but they didn't it. call a penalty on the field. And which I think if they I call mean, a penalty on the field, they did go to VAR. But I think that was just a moment for the go for the uh, ref. 
to FaceTime Don Garber. And he said, what do you, <laughs> what, what do you, what, what do you think? Oh, interesting. Well, so do me a favor. Text yeah, I, the Apple execs. Bro, I saw the little green light on the on the yeah, VAR screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the camera was camera on. The camera was on, bro. <laughs> so, um, look. FaceTime audio, maybe? So the, we don't see the face? The whole, look, step is the home. I, look, I think if it gets called a penalty on the field, uh, I think it, it is a penalty and doesn't get overturned. I think it was one of those wasn't clear and obvious. So they, you know, they didn't give the, give the penalty. I felt, I felt like Austin got burned there. Uh, I don't think they would have ended up winning the game, but it definitely would have changed the game significantly. But the, uh, but Austin. LAFC were just too strong for Austin. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you're, if you're an Austin FC fan and somebody said uh, the, the fans uh, showed up, ATX traveling fans showed up better than the squad did. I mean, I think the result of this season 30-something-plus sold-out games in a row in Austin. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're Austin FC, you walk away from the saying, I, it could have it been a better season, right? You maybe could have won a trophy. But at the end of the day, you, you, sit, to, you sit there and you say to yourself, we, for, at every step of the way, we've proven ourselves to be a great club in this league. I wouldn't go powerhouse, but they're, they're a strong team. They can only build in from, you know, get yeah. better players from here. I can only imagine this is going to be strong. And you actually mentioned this uh, after the NYCFC Philly game. Like, you know, the roster decisions are going to come up. I'm really interested to see what Austin's going to do because it seems like they have a really good core. Yeah. They clearly need one or two other players, but I wonder who they're going to bring in. I think the, this uh, year, this this offseason, you know, the, the rumor is, you know, another DP. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but I, I do think there's going to be um, a, a higher salary cap. I think right. there's, uh, there's something's going to change. That Apple money is going to come into effect somehow. Apple's going to be like three DPs. <laughs> Why don't we do eleven? <laughs> okay, it's so, Apple. So I think the um, look. Uh, Austin has a great foundation, but it, a lot of times with you know we saw this with uh, you know the, the newer teams that come into the league uh, need some time to adjust to the league, and then if they uh, excel and get to the playoffs, they need they need those experiences. NYCFC needed to lose a lot. Of, uh, you know, a couple have that heartbreak in the playoffs. Right, right, right. Then, you know, last year, it seemed like they they were prepared, uh, mo- much more mentor- mentally prepared uh, uh, to go through those matches, especially, uh, you know, on the road and stuff like that. Same thing, you know, uh, Philly, you, like you sort of see that that uh, the, that progression. So Austin, I think, are in a good place. And I, I think they, they definitely now, you know, like in, in the NFL, people really focus on, their division, like right. you just want to win your division, so you so you see who's doing well in that division, and you're trying to compete in those games because those are the ones that are really going to make the difference. And to me, like Austin is going to be competing with, you know, the Sounders didn't make the playoffs this year, but like that, LASC, yeah, 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 yeah. you're uh, more uh, dynasty, that, teams. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, so I think they're in a good spot, but L- LAFC, uh, you know, I, I didn't think they would be this dominant. They really, Austin could could barely move the ball around, uh, th- and the, I think their best signing. Uh, on top of the roster they already had, but uh, Buanga is a ball, absolute baller. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. dude is unreal. He feels Next level. He's like um, uh, yeah. He gives me Obama Yang vibes. He also he also played in in uh, didn't Obama Yang play in Saint Saint Antienne? Yeah, he was a son. Yeah, he came from there. Oh, there you go. So there's uh, you get that kind of feeling a little bit. Sanatian at Obama Yang factory, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, I think he's going to be probably the biggest problem uh, for 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 the union in the final. Um, And then uh, and even if you 
like subdue him, then it's like, oh, we got Chicho Arango and Carlos Vela. I was going to say, a a few weeks ago, you go, whoever makes it from the East is probably going to win. I think Jim Curtin, again, was my coach of the year. Uh, I think an, an incredible coach. What he's been able to do with what he has is incredible. I can't imagine how they're going to line up against LAFC. This seems like LAFC season. Um, I still think the Union win. I still think the Eastern Conference. Really? I think, yeah, I just think that Eastern Conference was stronger than the West. So I think I would overall, I think the median on the Eastern Conference is, is higher mm-hmm. than the Western Conference. But LAFC? I can't imagine. Okay. I can't, I can't believe you're saying Toronto no to LAFC. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a good game, to say the least. So I'm interested to see defensively what LAFC does. But I also think LAFC, I mean, Philly is a really difficult team to break down. LAFC have those pieces. LAFC might be a little bit of an easier team to break down defensively. But I don't know if Philly got those pieces. Um also depends on when Corey Burke comes in, because apparently this guy completely <laughs> changes the game. All right. So let's talk about the game. We were obviously there at Subaru Park. Some of the people uh, here in the chat. Ben just going like said 3252 will be the difference. It's going to be. I can't imagine how Bro, that's going to be for it, a final. It's going to be tough. Uh, yeah. The. Uh, yeah. I, I Look, I, I think. Mike Thomas said 3300. 3,252 losers because he thinks <laughs> Philly's going to win. The, uh, which, as he should. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I, look, I, I think the, the, the union gave up the least amount of goals um, mm-hmm. uh, in, in MLS. That says a lot. I mean, and look, I, I'm like, this is defense versus offense. This right. is what this game but, is going to be. And I'm, you know, I'm there on the sideline and I'm like watching uh, uh, Glessness and Elliot uh, and Paizo. I, I, I'm like, he, he was just a different dude. I'm like, this guy, I don't even understand how he, he had one of the best games of his career. I thought the whole time I was like, why doesn't NYCFC go around these guys? <laughs> they, What's happening? I mean, and I think that for that first half, uh, between them was like that chess match of like, all right, it's what are we going to do? throwing jabs. Like, it, how is he going to react if I throw a left? How yeah. is he going to react if I throw a right? Um, and the, look, the, uh, you know, so, so watching Glessens, Elliot, and, and Baizo especially, uh, and, and obviously uh, um, Kai Wagner, um, and they, they, it's just defensively, there's really, there's no drop off. And, and then, when there and is, then, there's Andre Blake standing there. Andre Blake, I'm like right behind the goal, when he makes that save on Alex Collins, and I'm you like, you had a better angle than me. I was in the press box, which has like massive blocks. Yeah, it's yeah, like beams. it's like Goodison Park. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? What kind of obstructive media view is this? Um, yeah, but when, when Blake made that save, that that's to me. Even though NYCFC was up, that one was the one that felt like, oh, bro, I don't know, I don't know how they're gonna hold on to this lead. But that was like where you know, and I said, whoever scores first, the uh, the floodgates will open, right? Mm-hmm. And we started to build that momentum. That completely killed all the momentum. Yeah, because it made it seem like the goal was tiny. Sure, dude, it was uh, an unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, it was just an unbelievable save. It, and it, I initially I thought like, oh, maybe he didn't hit the ball that hard. He hit the ball very hard to the ground. Yeah, it was. He did everything a, you were supposed to a, do. A perfectly executed header, and Andre Blake was like, "Nah, bro, I got this." You do that a hundred times. He only stops that once, and it happened to be that one yeah. time. Yeah, and look, and and the goal that that Maxi scored. I mean, it, it took that level of 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 skill. Uh, I, I mean, it was incredible team goal. Yeah. Of, I, and you know, and it was a great strike and and whatever. Uh, but but now the conversation needs to be had. Obviously, Philly won. They were the better team on that day because the second half they completely took over. Shasta Shasta Justin Hawk, who not a center back, 
came in, played his ass First off. First half, did well. You got 45 minutes where I was like, ah, maybe he can be a center back. In the second half, that experience took over, and they started chipping away at him, making yeah. making small mistakes. They caught us. They caught us. They caught NYCFC <laughs> sleeping. I wasn't out there. Uh, they caught NYCFC sleeping on that first goal. Yeah, uh, and then it just built from there. And then once Corey Burke came in, there was just there was no way there was no way to figure out what to do. Again, uh, we beat them when they had X amount of players out. Now they beat us when we had X amount of players out. And I think there's a nice healthy rivalry here, even between the fans. It's like a, there's a certain level of respect before between these two clubs. That I really like. I like this rivalry a lot because nobody I mean, nobody had an overwhelming amount of confidence that they were going to win. That's how good both of these teams were. Right, right, right. Uh, there was a there was a nervousness uh, from uh, from both sides. So um, yeah, dude. It, I mean, it, it was one of um, the the one of the more tense games I think I've ever been like in person. Probably one of the more. It felt a little. It almost felt a little bit more tense than the MLS Cup final in Portland. Very much so. It, it just felt like I you really didn't know what the final result would be. I will say this though: if we have, if we have Maxime Chano and we have Tati still on the team, oh right, right, yeah, I yeah. think it's a completely different. I, I result. agree. I agree. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I think NYCFC could. Um, they look. They had the lead. Look at the level of quality we had though to be able to withstand that for forty five minutes at the very least. Yeah, and be up a goal. Um, at one point to to lose your 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 manager who won MLS Cup to lose your golden boot striker. You know, to lose the heart and soul center back to uh, you know, not having the you know the young upstart that kind of changed the season uh, defender in in uh, in um, what's his name. Um, What's it? What's Chanel? It? No, no. Who's the homie on the on the right way? Tavon. Tavon Gray. Uh, to not have those pieces in on your most important team of the year is very tough. And I'm not going to say that that's Philly wouldn't have been able to beat us had we had all that. But to lose all that and to do those things is difficult. I think if we have if we still had Dati in the squad, it might be a bit of a difference because I love that quality. But I look at the possible injuries are part of the game. Uh, it, it, it's still, it, it was still a very strong NYCFC roster. And, and I think if, you know, yeah, they, I think they showed well. Yeah. And, and to you, like, like you said, like the, looking at this one game, this is why I, there was a uh, Hudson river blue, the SB nation NYCFC uh, blog. They had put out a poll asking like, how what level of heartbreak is this for NYCFC compared to the other the history of playoff heartbreak? I think a lot of people, uh, I, I, it, a lot of people said that this was not the worst one. I mean, obviously, no. you, you can go to MLS Cup uh, from winning this game, so it does hurt. But it's given all the adversity from this season, right? To get that far when no one really expected it. I think it hurts a little bit less because I think NYCFC went into that game as the definitive underdog. And and this is what I really want to highlight is that, you know, and, and this is where I feel that, like, jealousy is that Subaru Park, I mean, I and I know how it was for Union fans uh, early on when they first got into MLS, but it's truly one of the most lit, stadiums it is the the fanfare the, the, the when it's sold out because we've been there a couple times where it wasn't but right right but lately but now the, that it's, the last yeah. couple of years they're pretty much selling but out remember when they game. brought out the the drums and they started banging the uh carly, lord. carly i didn't lord. Even tell you it was in the elevator with carly lord by the way oh i didn't know that. uh i forgot what she said she said she said something did she react like kate abdo or what and uh <laughs> she, was, she had no clue who we were uh she was very sweet though um and i want to be like you know the last time i spoke to you you barely you practically broke my hand by not doing anything <laughs> um but yeah she was very sweet she was with our handlers 
And uh, I forgot what she said. She goes, oh, uh, I'm wearing NYCFC stuff. She goes, what do you think? And I was like, yeah, I think we're going to win. And she goes, you need your own stadium. And I'm like, yeah, maybe we could do all this all right. in our own stadium. <laughs> Carly, damn, lady. Oh, I said congratulations on the Gotham ownership. That's okay, what okay. started the conversation. Um, so it, when I was watching the drum beam, you know, the, the explosions, the fireworks, I'm like, we can't do this because we don't have a stadium. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, that's that, that additional bit of fanfare. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there is the, the you know, it's still Philly, though, right? That's the thing. It's just like, right. you know, you, you got a couple F New York chants and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was, when, I was walking to the, when I was walking to the press box, they didn't see me, but there was just a bunch of, like, really drunk guys. And one of them goes, man, fuck New York. <laughs> and the guy who saw him the beer goes, that's right, fuck New York. And I was like, damn, bro. Uh, shout out to the dude, though, that that jumped in front of uh, my car when... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darling! I don't know who that was. I didn't get his name. You almost died, dude. <laughs> but literally, we were pulling into the parking lot. This guy jumps in front of the car and yells, golly. I'm like, all right, yo, yeah. this is... What a warm welcome. Yeah. So, I yeah. just lowered my window and dapped him up. I yeah, yeah. A lot of love. A lot of, a lot of love out in, in Philly. But, but now, Philadelphia and uh, Los Angeles Football Club go play in oh, the MLS World Cup. Yes. <laughs> we'll speaking of World Cup, we'll talk about that in a moment. I just remembered we have our guests waiting. So let me let me bring them in. Uh, uh, I'm going to first I'm going to play the the trailer. Oh, you don't have to do that. Let's just talk to them about no, it. No, no. I just, no, we'll it, add it in. Just talk to them. They've been sitting here waiting long enough. OK, uh, they actually these guys are absolutely great. Uh, great uh, journalists. They have a dope podcast coming out. Called from Kuva uh, to Qatar, talking about what has happened in U.S. soccer over the last eight years. Can you believe it's been eight years since we've been to the last World Cup? Wow. And obviously right. failing. Give me one second because I'm. Oh, here it is. I think it's here. Oh boy. We, all right, right. Okay, okay. I got a little nervous. All right, right. All right. Um, the are we going to be the majority of the screen? Uh, uh yeah. Is that how you? We'll this? be the majority of the screen. I like this. All right. This let me probably shouldn't have been the way. It goes. <laughs> Let me just make sure uh, that everything's working. Keep keep talking, All right. Alexis. Well, anyway, they have a great podcast, and I didn't listen to the whole thing. <laughs> uh, I've only gotten their preview, so they have a great preview uh, that they put out. Uh, we're really excited, and this just goes to show some of the quality of the stuff uh, that these guys are doing over at The Athletic. It's absolutely impressive. It's absolutely incredible. You already know their writing, uh, their journalism, the way they cover this sport is absolutely incredible as well. Uh, they talk about MLS in a way that, uh, we never could, which is, uh, you know, based in, uh, education, uh, and based <laughs> in knowledge. Like, we just don't do that. We like more of a vibes type thing. Uh, and how much longer do I have to continue talking about these two people? Cause I'm ready to just say their name. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Tenorio and Stamp Say School, everybody. Okay. We should be hearing them. Uh, you guys, what's up guys? Hey guys, how's it going? That was incredible filling work right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you see, we're we're pros, you know. Uh, we did the, the the test, but when I when I looked at the screen, it was all just dark, and you could only see us. And I'm like, all right, well, something's up. Yeah, yeah. this is what happens when you do it when you do it live. Okay, we're doing it live. Um, the background looks great. Congratulations, Christian. You okay. really did do more of the work. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? First of all, I'm doing good. Paul, how are you doing? 
I'm I'm all right. I mean, Sam, as usual, he's got the vibes right for the Cooligans. I'm I'm way too dressed up for you two. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah, this is this is uh, completely lacking in professionalism, and I should have told you that. Uh, there's no reason for it. But uh, why don't I look? I talked a lot about this, uh, but why don't you give the fans an idea of of what this is like? Because this is what I like about this uh, podcast is it's more serialized. I guess is really the only way I can explain it. This is not just you two chopping it up, doing silly bits like we do. You mm-hmm. actually went out and did work. <laughs> We tried anyway. Paul, why don't you tell them what it's about? You're more polished than I am with your fancy button down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the goal of this podcast was to um, to tell the story of this U.S. team that's going to play in the World Cup in three weeks. Uh, we're only three weeks away from the start of the World Cup. And uh, we wanted the, the podcast to tell the story for the casual fans who are just going to start getting excited about the World Cup now. And they're saying, oh, crap, like we better learn about this team and know what we're rooting for. Um, but also for the diehard fans who have followed along this entire journey um, that we've been on. So, you know, the episodes take you to five part series and it starts with kind of like the history of the U.S. MNT leading into Cuba. What happened in Trinidad five years ago, um, Christian Pulisic and, and his role in kind of opening the pathway for many of the members of this U.S. team. Um, episode three, which is, I think, my favorite and Sam's favorite as well, which is going through kind of game by game. The, you know, the qualifying, what happened before qualifying, what really impacted this team. And then, you know, the last two episodes are debating whether this is a golden generation and, and what we should expect from the team in Qatar. So um, you're trying to tell the story, like I said, from kind of the beginning all the way through what we uh, what we expect to see on November 21st when they open up against Wales. I mean, you guys have covered this sport pretty intensely. Is there did you find anything new out? Is there any gem you could maybe drop? that would get the listeners to want to listen to it. I mean, to tell the fans uh, from all the work you've done, uh, what is it? Is there something that, that stuck out to you? A few things. So we talked to Greg Berhalter for like an hour for this podcast. We talked to a lot of people for a long time, but, but that was maybe our most important interview. And we talked about, I don't know if you guys remember, it was 2019. The U S had lost the gold cup final to Mexico in Chicago. And they came out to our part of the world and played Mexico again in a friendly at MetLife. And they got smashed 3 nothing. They were trying to play out of the back. They kept getting turned over, and Mexico was just right down their throats. Um, everyone was super pissed after the game, except for Greg Berhalter, who was like, no, it's part of the process, blah, blah, blah. We believe in what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. But he told us in this interview that we did with him, he was like, you know, I didn't really understand it, the level of pain that there was off of not qualifying for 2018. And in that moment, he was worried about losing the locker room um, if he didn't kind of switch things up, which he did a little bit um, in subsequent matches. So that was one that, that stood out to me. And then I think Tyler Adams was just a really entertaining interview <laughs> throughout. Paul did that one solo, so he's got a better feel, but he was dropping F-bombs left and right about, about the decision to play him at right back in Honduras, <laughs> um, talking about the environment in El Salvador, being like, whoa. This is something different. So so those were really fun for me. Yeah, there was at least a, um, you know, I was dropping a lot of F-bombs when we didn't qualify in 2018. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I was dropping you... a lot of tear bombs, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, missing that um, that World Cup. So, it, you know, just from hearing the trailer, it, it, it definitely sounds like Greg Berhalter was very mindful of of getting that like stink of losing. You know right. what I mean? Like uh, it was, it was an important thing where, you know, I, I remember we, we interviewed um, Matt Beasler 
And he was one of the players that was uh, uh, in Cuba and uh, a part of that loss. And there is a it, it seemed like it was very important to shed some of the, the, the players that were involved in that loss so that they can move forward. But did you get a sense of that uh, as well, that that part of the transition to where we are today was simply like, you know, changing that mindset and getting rid of people that kind of experienced uh, too much of that trauma from from that loss? Yeah, I mean, I think to some extent, like I, I talked to, we talked to Demarcus Beasley. I sat with him here in Chicago, and he, you know, he said like if there was any positive at all, and he didn't, I mean, he was like there wasn't a positive. But if I'm going to try to make a positive out of what happened in Trinidad, it's that it kind of forced a hard reset. Like it, like there wasn't an, um, you know, after the World Cup, maybe there would have been a few more months of like transition periods where guys like Michael Bradley or Matt Beasley or whoever may have still been involved in the process. He was like, man, I barely came back to be part of that cycle. He's like, I definitely would have been gone. But like, you know, there there could have been more of a transition period had the U.S. qualified for that World Cup. And instead, yeah, they didn't want there to be a transition period. Right. After that failure in Trinidad, it was, you know, Josh Sargent, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, all coming in and making their debuts, Tim Weah. Um, and so there was that kind of just immediate, like, like can, can we move, move on? But, you know, like Sam was saying, and I think what Greg Berhalter didn't realize is like there was a sense of like a restart. But you the the cloud of Kuva of what happened in the that cycle, it did not leave. And it, it didn't leave all the way until San Jose, Costa Rica in March, like until they qualified for the World Cup. Like, every single result, good or bad, was seen, you know, through the 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 prism of like missing a World Cup, like everything had to be considered in in that way. And it was heavy, man. I mean, like, it, it's been really heavy for the team. And you could see that, like, sense of relief after the game in Costa Rica that they could move past that a little bit. Because, you know, it, it's hard to carry that. And for a lot of guys, they're carrying something that they had nothing to do with, right? I mean, like, there were a few guys who were there. Christian Pulisic was there. DeAndre Yedlin, Paul Ariola was a part of that group. Jordan Morris was like a little bit a part of, but like for most of these guys, like they, they were watching on TV, like the rest of us. And so, you know, it took all four and a half, five years to get rid of that. And, and really even then, like, I think what happens this month in Qatar is going to play a big role as well. What about, what about uh, when Italy didn't qualify at the same time, people resigned uh, from the you know from, from the federation, people resigned in shame. Uh, they apologized to the nation, and what we got told was, "Hey, if the ball goes a little bit to the left, <laughs> two inches, <laughs> hey, no, no problem." You know, uh, was there any was there any focus on that at all? Uh, was there any conversation about you know the federation's role in in sort of getting back into the World Cup, or maybe what what maybe should have been done? We didn't talk a ton about the the immediate or lack of immediate fallout, maybe from from Kuva. I can't even remember it, how quickly Bruce Arena stepped down. I think it was pretty fast. Uh, Sunil Sunil Galati, I think, took a little bit longer to depart. Uh, the U.S. Soccer President at the time, um, but we did spend a little bit of time talking about the hiring process of Greg Berhalter, which I'm sure you guys remember was kind of controversial. There right, weren't like a ton of candidates reported. His brother was the COO of the Federation and it just kind of felt inevitable. And it took a whole year to hire him because he wanted to finish the season with Columbus. That was a little bit controversial for sure. So we spent a little bit of time there, 
Um, but most of it was forward looking. And that to me is the most interesting part of the scene, because not only are they going to have a ton of attention on them in three weeks when they play that first match against Wales, but no matter what they do in Qatar, there's still 2026 on the horizon when pretty much all of these important players are going to be in the middle of their primes. And so this moment is like sort of transformational, right? Lives are going to change depending on what they do at the World Cup. But it's also sort of transitional still because they're still building towards that home World Cup four years from now. Somebody yeah, in the chat actually, did, you know, did, oh, go for it, Paul. Well, I was just going to say, like, to go back to what you, you guys asked earlier, like, is there something that stood out from the pod, from the interviews that was interesting? It hits on that idea that Sam was just talking about. Like, we, you know, two of these episodes are like, how good are these guys, right? Like, are they a golden generation? Like, what should we expect from them in Qatar? And, you know, Sam and I have opinions and we talked about him on the show for sure. Like, we, we don't hold back our thoughts, but we also talked to Clint Dempsey about it. And we talked to DeMarco Beasley about it, two guys who know a, a thing or two. Um, and I thought it was really interesting that, you know, everyone just treats this team as though they're the best U.S. men's national team of all time because, so many guys are playing Champions League and, and doing things that we've never seen before in some ways. But I think that, you know, what we forget is that the pathway is different for these guys, right? Like the opportunities are different. It's not that necessarily that these players are so much better than Tab Ramos or Clint Dempsey. It's just that the chances that they had to, to go to these clubs is different. And, and Clint Dempsey, you know, he got kind of upset when somebody asked, is this the best USMNT of all time? And he said, like, basically, he was like, yo, that's disrespectful to say that. All these guys are 23 and younger. And, like, you could take my our 2010 team and our 2014, and I think we'd stack up pretty well against these kids because we had guys who were the main players at their team that were being asked to do big things and carry, carry the team in, in legit ways. So I, that, to me, stood out because it's something that, you know, privately or in our reporting we try to talk about and try to discuss, like, yo, like, but slow down a little bit. These kids are still developing. They're not finished products yet. They're they're inconsistent in their playing time. The situations aren't perfect. Like just slow down a little bit. And we get a lot of backlash when we say that. So to hear somebody like Clint Dempsey basically say it to me was one of the more key quotes that came out of any of the of the five episodes. Did did Clint uh, t- as soon as you said that as soon as you disrespected Clint with that question did he say you don't know where I'm from dog because that's why he was. <laughs> So I was there. I, I didn't ask the question, but he was basically like somebody asked and there were three guys there. It was like the CBS Sports Champions League Fan Fest thing at Brooklyn Bridge Park. And so it was him, Maurice Adu and Charlie Davies. And they were all answering questions. And Clint was the third one to answer. And he was like twitching. As he was like getting ready to answer the question. He was like, he was ready to go. Yeah, there's I mean, the guy loves to, you know, boast, you know, but I mean, so even our chat is having the conversation. They're saying the uh, 09 Confederation Cup uh, squad was elite. There's a lot of conversations about who's the best. But I think the difference between those those teams and now is what is MLS's role in, you know, the men's national team? There is a belief that after you failed in Cuba. We don't want any more MLS people. We don't want our big stars coming back to MLS. We want them all to be, uh, you know, European based. I'm sure that opportunity is available now for a lot of these players. But what do you think? And maybe this isn't covered in your in your pod. But for for those of you who've done this research now, what do you think MLS's role is with the U.S. Men's National Team moving forward? Um, we actually do talk about this a little bit. Okay, so you cover that also. I think a little meat on the bone. I think. 
I think it's mostly a developmental role at this stage. Ideally, there's always going to be guys in the team like Walker Zimmerman um, who are playing in MLS and doing really well and maybe are like a career MLS guy who can contribute to the U.S. Like, And that's not a bad thing. But the biggest and best players will hopefully be guys like Christian Pulisic who are at clubs like Chelsea and doing their thing at the highest level of the sport. So, but when you look at it, a lot of the guys that are doing that, not Pulisic specifically, but Weston McKenney, um, Gio Reyna, you know, they came through MLS academies. And so I think it's like a real infrastructure role. Uh, and, and a lot of that I think has really contributed to where these guys are now at such a young age uh, compared to guys like Dempsey who had to play four years of college soccer at Furman university which no one has even ever heard of. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. We ain't no, talking about the powerhouse that is Furman. <laughs> Walker Zimmerman went to Furman. It's as well. a soccer powerhouse, Sam. You yeah. a soccer show. You got to be respectful. Yeah, no, I, apologize. Okay. I apologize to Furman. Yeah. Um, Furman until we die out here, bro. <laughs> uh, I just want to make sure before I let you guys go, there was somebody, uh, Mike Thomas in the chat, said what happened what happened with weston in nashville why did he why was he suspended oh we need to know the real answer there's no way you know you you don't have to answer because i know it's an oreo question right you guys actually know or and and can't say or why no it came out eventually it came out eventually he he violated covid protocol basically it was you know revolved around not being in the hotel and not having the right people in the hotel you know okay uh, during the course, but we talked like that moment was huge in qualifying. Like that was the first window of qualification. The U S had gone down to El Salvador. My favorite part of the podcast, our producer did an amazing job. I actually, it's the one qualifier I missed was El Salvador. It's like a close contact with COVID. And I had to stay in Nashville for like, instead of going to El Salvador, I was very depressed. I've been waiting like months to go to the first qualifier and Sam, Sam went. And of course it was like his best experience in all qualifying. <laughs> And, and we have this like amazing three minute long clip talking about like the atmosphere in El Salvador, how great it was, the players talking about it. And, you know, just it's it's a really cool three minutes of, of the episode. But they came back from a nil nil draw needing a result at home against Canada. And like the night before the game, we're at training and like Berhalter and Weston are talking to each other on the field. Like nothing had happened. Like like the suspension, Weston not playing, that came down to game day like that. That wasn't like a development that happened during the week that they could prepare for. Yeah. And, you know, it, it impacted the team. And, and you know, Walker Zimmerman talked to us about it as well. You know, talked about the team meeting that happened and and how they had to try to kind of come together. And then they they were down one nothing in Honduras and, and pulled out the results. So, I mean, that Weston moment, I think, summed up that, like, you really cannot anticipate what you're going to get in World Cup qualifying, whether it's the atmosphere you're playing against, how teams are going to play you or even things that are happening within your own camp that you, that you didn't see coming. So, um, man, I just, that September window was like just totally, totally nuts. And I think it set up, um, pretty well, you know, what, what we were in for with this team for sure. All right. Uh, well guys, uh, wait, hold on. Uh, do we get out of the, where do we finish in the group? Quick prediction from each of you guys. Second. Yeah. I think they get out of the group. I think they finish second and, and go to the knockouts. Okay, Alexis is uh, Iran uh, finishing top of the group. You heard it here first from <laughs> Sam Stanskill. That's right. And Boston, Oregon. You can laminate that and send it to Austin, Texas. <laughs> okay. Uh, perfect. Uh, seriously, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for joining us. Everybody uh, listening and watching, uh, make sure you check out uh, their podcast on the Athletic uh, Network. Uh, from Kuva to Qatar, remaking the U.S. Men's National Team. So go check uh, it out. Uh, guys, have a good uh, rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks for having us on, guys. Appreciate cheers, it. Cheers, cheers. Take it easy, guys. Oh man, isn't that incredible? That was look. We at just that. got super duper stars on our <laughs> show, bro. Um, live. Also, round of applause for Christian for putting that together because I still don't know how it happened. I don't even know if y'all heard that, uh, but <laughs> so, someone did mention that the volume was a little low. So we, you know, well, we'll fix it in we'll post. Fi- we'll fix it in post. Uh, yeah. By the way, there's like a, they've released it. I think it's either already released or it's going to be released. It's out. It's out today. Well, all right. So we'll quote. We'll uh, we'll tweet it. We'll retweet it. But yeah, there's like a nice little preview. Uh, that that uh, they have uh, that I explains everything. Mike Thomas said allocation disorder, the polar opposite of the cooligans. Bro, <laughs> they got allocation disorder. We need to add another D on there for that to be ours because we have ADD on this show. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Glad <laughs> that was that was well worth it. A hundred percent. So uh, and, uh, and round as- of cheer clap of cheek claps. Hey, now we're not toasting for Weston McKinney. We're toasting <laughs> those two guys. Uh, and as a reminder, given that we are uh, we're talking about the world cup uh we will be doing daily episodes uh for the world cup uh right here on the levitard and friends network so make sure if you uh you know got friends that are interested in learning about the world cup that's what this is where you come to <laughs> if you want them to get all the wrong information <laughs> no, this man. is where you go but this, is the, this is the first time where we're we're leaning in completely to, to you know the world cup is the is the, the one opportunity where you know people are maybe being introduced to the sport for the first time yep. if you have friends that are into soccer and then they're learning you know this is their first world cup tell them about the cooligans we we're gonna we've be been doing- around since 2015 this is the first world cup where we'll have the u.s team in it yes the men yeah the men's obviously yeah. yes obviously the, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, the, for the men's isn't that crazy it is pretty crazy so we're leaning in guys we're doing daily no, we, episodes we, we could have been absolute superstars in 2018 bro but the U.S. men's national team said, nah, bro. I'd be do- we'd still be doing daily episodes because we love you guys and we love the World <laughs> Cup, but we'd just be pulling up in our Bugattis, bro. That would have been a difference. Justin Freeberg said, wait, I'm not supposed to get my facts from the Cooligans? <laughs> no, you get facts. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get, like, facts. <laughs> but, bro, Christian's doing a spreadsheet every day, dude. Every day, bro, all right? Get ready to learn about the newest Excel macros. <laughs> uh-huh. Going to be great. With all every function gonna get used, <laughs> okay, top to bottom, uh, right? right? <laughs> and if you're Wesley McKenney, bottom to top, <laughs> okay. bottom from the bottom to the sloppy top, bro. <laughs> wow, it's it's different when you hit your own button. No, it's for not, your own joke. Dude. No, it's not. It still counts. Um, Which reminds uh, me, I'm actually gonna switch some of these uh, sounds out. Okay, so. Uh, all right, where did we leave off? We we had just spoken about um, NYCFC uh, against Philly, and we're looking forward to uh, the, the MLS Cup final, LA against the Philadelphia yeah. Union. Um, I think I've already said I think LAFC is going to win. Um, you have already said that, but let's let's break it down. Let's look at uh, any any I don't know predicted lineups, right? Gareth Bale. Do you think Gareth Bale even plays in this game? There's, no. You think he's still he he's he might. I think get, he's fit now. Yeah, but he certainly ain't part of the squad. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of danger in switching up what's already working. Right. Do you maybe bring him in for a, a change of pace? You know what I mean. Uh, you know, to counteract, they bring in Corey Burke in the 65th minute. We bring it. We LAFC <laughs> brings in, uh, you know, uh, Gareth Bale, you know, yes. Um, Champions League winner multiple times over. Yeah, I think the uh, great golfer. That's who you bring. In. <laughs> I, I think the um, 
Uh, as far as uh, who might who might make a, a big impact on this game, uh, look, I don't necessarily expect a lot of goals. I, I don't think I don't think LAFC is going three. Uh, that's the one thing I think uh, the Union are too good of a defensive team uh, to give up that many goals. The um, but they 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 still I I think the you know the the offense of the Union can beat LAFC. I think I would favor the Union. As far as like their offense versus LAFC's defense, so I think that will be the, kind of the, the the one margin where I, I don't think LA I don't think LAFC is good enough to score enough to be obvious. Obvious, it's obvious you need to score more goals than the other team to win. Mm. But <laughs> we really break it down here, folks. But I I don't see it. Um, I don't see it happening. And LAFC have has. I think objectively played weaker teams in the Western Conference, not not necessarily by much, but I think just the Union are just, for lack of a better word, hardened by the Eastern Conference, uh, and I think it'll be a you much tougher team. You think they're more war ready, if you will? Yes. Okay. Well, I disagree, and I think uh, LAFC will win. Uh, what do you think the final score is going to be? Um, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say two one. Union. Okay, I'm going to say 3-1 LAFC. Wow. Yeah, man. Uh, When you break them down, you break them down. And I think (laughs) Gareth Bale don't see the pitch. Uh, I don't even know if he's going to be dressed for the game. Um, He's going to be in the sand trap. Yeah. But let's talk about a major development uh, in in MLS news. Lionel Messi. Oh, yeah. The rumor is Lionel Messi will be coming to Inter-Miami. David Beckham. <laughs> There's a yes, the rumor. Yeah, we talked about it briefly yesterday. From, it's a rumor, right? Right. From the PSG perspective, uh, uh, but, but now, now let's talk about it from the America, from the Apple TV perspective, because I have a feeling that's where this money's coming from. Okay. All right. Right. How old was David Beckham when he came to the league? Do you remember? Um, thirty-two. Yeah, early thirties. I don't remember the exact age, but yeah, something he like got that. paid fifty million a year, right? For five years, two hundred fifty million. I don't know what he got paid. I know it was like Pepsi paying him or something like that. Well, yeah, the league ain't getting the le- <laughs> uh, But it's gonna take a little more than fifty million a year to get Lionel. Yeah, Messi. how do we how do we balance the books to make uh, Lionel? But you Messi- buy a new book. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel Messi's about to come here. But this was so it's clearly driven by the TV money. Yes, but David Beckham got here through a through the the sponsorship deal. There was no DPs at the time. No, he he was the one who basically created the rule. Yeah, it was called the David Beckham rule for a little bit. Right. So, um, so this now that we have the DP rule, they, they don't necessarily have to uh, uh, find sponsors to no do no. All this. Who cares about that? I'm more worried about how much it'll take right. to get so, Lionel Messi. Yeah, Beckham and 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 Jorge Mas. Right. I mean, this is coming out of their pocket. How much money? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> well, no. Regardless of where it comes from, it, it it's not going to hit the 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 the, the, the budget. But yeah, who cares about that? I'm just saying. But, so what I'm saying. So how, how much is it? How I mean, do you think he? I mean, look. How much he would get so much more money well, staying at PSG? Financial straight Insigne, cash. Insigne is the highest paid player, and uh-huh. he gets how much? It's something like nine million a year. Twelve. T- it could go. It could go to twelve million a year. I think based on like if he hits. Somebody, every please year. get me the, cor- the the correct number. I don't have it in front of me, but it's a lot. He's clearly the, by far the highest paid player. Messi will be more than that, but at what point is it? 
I'm not going to say at what point he's financially worth it. Clearly, gonna 15 blow. million, 20 million a year. 50 million was we already did that for David. No, no, Beckham. 15, 15. I said 15. No, you, it's no, it's it's Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi does not make 50 million a year right now. He didn't make that in Barcelona. From a, he will in Miami. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? I'm trying to you know work in some real place. No, 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 no. no. This isn't a real player. This is Lionel Messi. This changes everything. You're about to switch your uh, subscription model or your your broadcast model to one that is going to change the face of the sport. Everyone in the world who has access to Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, and a lot of games will be free, uh, are going to now have access to this league. The whole world. And you've got Lionel Messi, who I don't know if you heard, he's pretty famous in the place that can see the games, <laughs> which is the whole world. Croqueta Caddy just said, pay Messi in churrasco. Hey. <laughs> That's a good move. I mean, I'd take the deal, you know? <laughs> Money, I don't need it. <laughs> I mean, this is an opportunity, babe. <laughs> um, well, I don't understand why you're saying, oh, it's going to be more than a senior... It's CD is going to be paid baby bucks compared <laughs> to this guy. Uh, baby bucks. Oh, <laughs> Great movie, dude. <laughs> Pixar make it happen. Um, look, I so I think it's going to be somewhere between seventy-five to one hundred million a year when it's all said and done. That's and an he's going to get such an absurd. <laughs> yes, it's but he deserves maybe an absurd sponsorship amount. and other things when it's all said and done. Yeah, maybe also. He will get a chance to own his own club. That's right. The 45th club in the league <laughs> will be owned by Lionel Messi. Yeah. I mean, look, they're going to throw everything They're either going to give him. him part ownership of Miami. Which I think done. was a rumor uh, right. when this uh, this came out last year. Uh, that, or that- he got to pick a city. Let's say he doesn't get. <laughs> they're Miami. gonna give him a city. Yo. Yo. <laughs> I mean, some of these cities. Messiopolis. Yo, some of these cities you could do better. <laughs> you could do worse than giving giving control over to Lionel Messi. You've done it for a long time. If he owns Newark, I'd be proud to say I'm from Messi Land. You think I wouldn't? So uh, look, I, I look. He's gonna get. He, he, What's the conversion from baby bucks to gully bucks? <laughs> says Justin Freeman. <laughs> There's gonna be a. Uh, Oh, I'm, you know, a huge financial reason for him to obviously go to Miami, and there's going to be, uh, but there, people are going to literally be throwing money. No, but at him. What, yeah, but what I'm saying is, if he can't own part of Inter Miami for some reason, I'm just look, let's just no, let's, I'm, hold I'm just, on, I'm play just, this game with me. He can't own part of Inter Miami for some reason, so he has to be given a team in a new city. What cities are left? Where Lionel Messi would want to be a part of it, <laughs> it just aren't. I don't know. I mean, look, there's other. I mean, San Diego doesn't have an MLS team yet. There's, okay, there's one. Okay, not bad. Not a bad a city. Where? Where else? At least he's by the beach, right? Right. Lionel Messi uh, would have to be a coastal city. It have to be. Yeah, I, there's not too many. I got an idea. Some people might call it a little crazy. Okay, I mean that's usually what people say when okay. you when you give out your ideas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is what I, I'm not gonna hit the button. It's one of my ideas. <laughs> But let's just Reno says Omar Ramirez. Bro, Lionel Messi would be like, get me out of this fucking town right now. Uh, he ain't going to scrap a mento, dude. You guys got to relax. Um, all right. We have teams in Canada, right? Yes, you need me to verify it's an American, that. Yes, it's an American league. So we've gone north of the border. Mm-hmm. Why can't we go south of the border? Why can't we get a team somewhere in Mexico that's a part of MLS or what I've been saying for a long time should happen? We get a team in Puerto Rico. 
In MLS what team, a waste of a button. In MLS team <laughs> in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Lionel Messi creates the first professional and major league top flight team yes. in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean, where or there's no electricity. We have <laughs> you have you seen the bad bunny uh, video yeah. El Apagón? There's no electricity, bro. You here's think a way to Puerto save Rico, that island. Puerto Rico Lionel Messi grabs onto the one broken <laughs> the corruption and, the one, and just lets the power go through him. <laughs> the 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 people fleeing the tax haven that is Puerto Rico, literally bro, the worst place to put an you, MLS team. Okay, but think of the vibes, bro. <laughs> Hijo de puta FC, bro. <laughs> Bad Bunny United. Yo. Unwell. <laughs> Unwell un- un- Wanderers. Bro. Ridiculous. Why? What, a- what about a Mexico team? What about a team in Mexico? No, in man. MLS? The Liga MX has their own. I mean, look, I'm not saying it's impossible at some point. Look, I think, look, we might have a merger between the two leagues. I'm not saying that. that that's that's a, at least, it's a crazy idea. But it's a, like, America. It's, it's. I mean, it's not impossible, but I, look, I don't, I don't think, I, I have, I don't think he wa- that's what he would want to do or is interested in that <laughs> at all. And, and and Messi's not like some big. If it was Maradona owning a team, just like when he coached uh, um, Dorados then and all we, that stuff, then we know he'd be a Mexican. Then the vibe, yeah, that that is vibes. Messi is not a vibes guy. We know but the, that but this could change that. This Miami's <laughs> gonna change him, bro. He's gonna be wearing guayaberas to the game. You're like one of those girls that's like, I could change my no. I know, I, he, I, him. I know he has a couple of arrests and a couple of bodies on him. Yeah. But look, I just, I swear, I think our love will make him a, just a really great guy. Yo, Honolulu says face distortion. Huh? No, face distortion says Honolulu. What do you That's say? That's what I said. Honolulu says face distortion. Honolulu. Said, said, says, said by face distortion. <laughs> yeah, it still works the way I said it. <laughs> it literally does not, but okay. Mori FC says Groqueta Caddy, which came through with a Groqueta. <laughs> How about, yo, a, a Koki? That would be the team mascot? Yeah. That stupid little bunny or whatever it is, frog. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay, no. Well, you just ain't thinking big enough, not, Christian. This is your problem. <laughs> not a fan of this. Okay. Um, bro, you thinking baby bugs. I'm thinking big daddy bugs, bro. <laughs> Look, I, I could you imagine Lionel Messi and Bad Bunny own a soccer team together and Carmelo Anthony? Oh, okay, yeah, everybody, <laughs> Yo, everybody. get everybody. They in would there. be the Latino LAFC, the other Latino LAFC. Hey, Zoe Saldana, you want to get in on this? <laughs> who's, who's the most famous Puerto Ricans we can think of? Mark <laughs> Anthony, Elvis Crespo, <laughs> Elvis Crespo, still touring. Okay, Ricky Martin. Yo, Ricky. <laughs> it Bro, could, this could be the yeah the LAFC Angel City style uh, Puerto Rican club. Bro, you're not thinking. And here's the thing: could you imagine the infrastructure that would be that would be needed to be brought to the island in order to facilitate a major stadium like this? I think it could help the island as long as they don't use taxpayer money to build it. <laughs> Bro, and also can I forget? Oh my god! Oh my god! Bro, Puerto Rico's a tax haven. It is. A lot of Puerto Ricans do not like that. No, no, no. They don't like it. But the players will. <laughs> so, you, you will not have to pay taxes Bro. on the money you make. 
Yeah, and then all the Puerto Ricans will love you. Okay, no, I'm just suggesting it. Just, I'm not saying it's a just good thing. Just how they deal. love Logan Paul and what he's doing, oh, bro. <laughs> bro, what? Okay, that's it. We gotta stop. You're. I think you're. you're I, don't, I don't think off, it's off the rails. I don't think you're thinking a, big enough. Falling apart, bro. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, nice girl, Bruce said. Alexis is joking, but it could work. <laughs> I'm saying. Wow, you're just. I literally, you, both of you. You just uh, sold Shakira, says Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, bro. Oh my God, bro. You just ain't thinking big enough, and you ain't thinking seedy enough. <laughs> okay. Um. The. Uh. So look. All right. Whatever. Whatever. I. This is. It's. It's getting too out of hand. Um. Would you? Would you? Would you switch support from NYCFC? To a Caribbean team? <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, me, me neither. I mean, but I own the kits. Yeah, I'd be, I'd definitely be, uh, you know, supporting from afar. I mean, in if if like if there was a MLS team in Dominican Republic, which is already just also another ridiculous idea. <laughs> you heard yourself say it, and you felt <laughs> stupid for having said it. It's. I, I mean, I, why are we going down this path? This is just. Um, no, it would be. It would be a, a great thing to see. Uh, but it, it. It's just like you. You. You're you're you sound like the Super League people. Yeah, that's it. You <laughs> yeah. just sound, that's it. The, just literally money dollar signs in your eyes. What do you think is the future of this sport? You think it's a bunch of people from the shoe factory playing a bunch of people from the uh, ammunition factory? Is that what you think this is? Those days are done. <laughs> They're dead, bro. Money. It's gonna be you. Know, yeah, you ain't gonna be on this planet for a long time. You better get yours. Okay, you feel me? <laughs> nah, dog, I don't feel you. I, <laughs> okay, I'm just. I'm gonna get mine. There's no, there's no amount of money that will, will, will satisfy money hungry people like you. Oh, no, there isn't. There isn't. So it doesn't matter how much you so get. Then let's just keep getting money. You're just gonna. Bro. You're never gonna be able to fill the void, Alexis. I want to continue trying. Because <laughs> the more I try, the more money I get. <laughs> Rihanna Barbados MLS team. Now we're thinking, Omar. There it is. Now now we're thinking Fenty United. Oh my mm. God, the kits alone would be a. <laughs> I would talk about the makeup kits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Is that dude wearing lace? <laughs> yes, sir. Shouts to Fenty. Um, okay, the Comic have Super Leagues. <laughs> Mike Thomas. Okay, uh, I want to get. I want to face this person says Alexis sounds like a character from The Wire. I want to, bro. You better make this money. <laughs> make sure. I I get to this because we were we were sent this as well. Uh, shout out to the the, the Gully Squad Slack. Um, that bag of says lousy Val. <laughs> you already know Val. But uh, another we had this in, in this happened in 2019. I still think this was a joke. I don't think I think they're in on it. This is not a joke. Uh, I don't is, think so. Uh, nope. This is a mistake that local news makes all the time. The Philadelphia uh, the NBC uh, local affiliate. Mm. Uh, they were doing uh, a story. We're we're on the pitch when this is happening. By the way, yeah, yeah. We're it, next to this woman. If you're watching, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, if we're just paying attention to her we would have been able to correct her <laughs> but the the chiron at the bottom the, the lower third says union advanced to mls world cup and the fact that this has happened so much it's like bro do, does do they not see that no, it happens all no. <laughs> they literally they have no idea this is a mistake <laughs> the person who wrote this the person who approved it to go on air yeah everyone now one person has been told or reminded 
that this is a mistake because we're in our own bubble here. Yes. Uh, which so, is why I think we can make this tax haven actually happen. <laughs> so <laughs> I, wa- I just wanted to point this out because uh, we we uh, tweeted, uh, mm. I, uh, we, we put out the video, the clip of us, uh, you know, reacting to the, the, the union blue collar workers, right? So it's just common. Local news, uh, maybe and some of the fans in Philadelphia did not know that there there was even a team. It made its way back to the two young ladies. <laughs> right. And th- so this was really cool. We posted that clip on, on Instagram and TikTok. And the two young ladies that are in the video. They hit us up. They hit us up. They were like, yo, this is hilarious. You guys are the best and all this stuff. Yeah, they were really yeah. complimentary. People uh, sent us this. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But what what a cool kind of uh conversion, mm-hmm. you know? The the content that we do is is reaching all the, the Well then the, maybe someone can tell this lovely lady <laughs> so, that and, she was wrong. And that's the thing. It's like especially after that clip about the the union blue collar workers, you would think they would just look it up a little bit. See, well, if you look at her uh the flag on her microphone, it's clearly NBC10. Yeah. But then there's a little T you and I know what that means. That's Telemundo. Mm-hmm. And no one in Telemundo <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, chico, this ain't the Mundial. <laughs> and then, but th- we've seen this before because we were at MLS Cup in, uh, in Seattle in 2019, and they went a step further. The, no, this is the streets. This is the streets. The, bo- the bootleggers. The streets were like, yo, I got an idea. <laughs> Print it up. How do you not Google this? They put the Sounders and it says 2019 MLS World Cup. And I thought at first, oh, this is a gag right. because of the Chicago Fire thing. And then we met the dude selling it. There weren't no gag. <laughs> the dude was like, yo, get, get, yeah, get yeah. yours now. <laughs> He's like, yo, there's a mistake on it. He's like, yo, shut up and give me money. <laughs> yo, yeah. When we bought two, I don't know where the hats are, though. Dude, we need these hats. Yeah, we, I, I, we gave one to Jimmy Conrad. Well, Jimmy Conrad that. has one of them. Yeah. And then we have another one that you took. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it's, it might, you know what? You know what? It might be in storage in a box. I think I, I'll, I'll look for it. But we, again, that we, is an iconic hat. We've seen this before. So we got, we, we got one of the few, uh, the, uh, the MLS World Cup, uh, uh hats. But, uh, look, hopefully, you know, like, um, you know, with a, with a, a lot of uh, MLS markets, hopefully making it to MLS Cup, you know, obviously puts that that team mm-hmm. on the map and more fans are aware. You see it in, in a lot of the Philadelphia Union's uh, comments. People are like, oh, shit, we have a team? Like, it's just like, all right, well, look, I, it took you a while to get on board. Hey, you just got to be reminded <laughs> of it, or at least someone needs to present you with the information. So, and I'm glad that this... These moments would have been embarrassing for MLS maybe 10 years ago, but now you have to seize these moments. Yes. Because any engagement is engagement. Bro, that's it. Okay. Also, get ready for 2027 MLS All-Star in Santurce, San Juan. (laughs) Bro. Okay. Right. Where you need to bring your own flashlight, but I promise you <laughs> the vibes will be wild. We're doing, we're fighting the good fight. We're letting everybody know that's it. Like, yeah, you know, that we gotta, we gotta fight back to with the, you know, from, from this disrespect that, that American soccer constantly mm-hmm. has to deal with. But that's, that's why we're here, bro. Nah, but yo, just roll with it. When these things happen, you gotta roll with it. Just like the fans did, they made the t shirt. You know exactly. I mean? Exactly. So, beautiful uh, thing. All right. So uh, let, let's wrap up. Uh, look, MLS Cup final coming up on Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be a wild game. So be- look, best of luck to both teams. We have LAFC friends. We have Union friends. Well, we wish you all the best of one, luck. One of y'all going to be disappointed. Shouts to Sons of Ben. Shouts to 3252. You guys are absolutely incredible. Both of you are examples of uh, what 
what MLS uh, fandom and support should be. So uh, I'm glad that you guys are at least going to have to have a good game. Uh, one of you are going to leave, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Bank of California Stadium happier than the other. I think it'll be LAFC fans. You think it'll be Philly fans. The only one way to find out is to watch. Watch the game. So it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, everybody, uh, a, a reminder, no cap recap uh, coming soon. Shouts uh, to everyone at Gully Squad. You're about to be blessed with another no cap recap. That's right. Uh, Patreon.com. Cooligans, get in there. Uh, sh- again, and shout out to uh, Paul Tenorio and Stam State School uh, for joining us earlier. Uh, go check out their podcast uh, from Kuva to oh, Qatar. And uh, in, we only stayed in D.C. because we drove back from Philly that mm-hmm. night. Uh, and the hotel room only had one room, and it was a king-size bed. And I'm going to keep that for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. No cap recap. We promise it's a no cap. That's right. I'm still sore. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, we'll see you uh, next week, everybody. Y'all the absolute best. Uh, cheers. Enjoy. Bye. Love you guys. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.